It's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring this words, the amazing human being that we have in the show is about to mind blown all of you. Have you guys ever met someone who's been knighted? Have you ever met an incredible human being that's doing phenomenal things, making this world a better place? Ladies and gentlemen, today on Carlos Inspire Show, I'm about to bring a incredible human being that walks the talk. Someone that truly embodies it, the think and grow rich phenomena. Somebody that's out there traveling the world with the movie, Think and Go Rich, The Legacy. Incredible human beings are being featured in this movie. Grant, Barbara, John, somebody who is out there making things happening, who knows how to throw a party who brings amazing, incredible human beings to its party, who brings families together, amazing people together, who are out there on a mission to make this place a much better place. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor to bring you here, John Shin, a Syria entrepreneur, philanthropist, movie producer, author, motivational speaker, critically acclaimed business coach, started 26 different companies from scratch, all become multi-million dollar enterprises. Sir John Shin, co-founder of the All for One Foundation, sits on multiple boards of charities, executive producer of Think and Go Rich, author of How Rich Asians Think and Grow Rich. He's been featured on every single TV channel and news channel in the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, introducing on your left corner, Mr. John, a.k.a. Shin. What's up, brother John? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Carlos, I love your energy, man. I love your energy. Oh, my brother. It's like you got to raise the bar when you bring have amazing people like yourself, my friend. Somebody that I admire that truly walks, breed, eat, and walk the talk of what the Think and Grow Rich foundation and legacy really stands by. You know, I know that Napoleon Hill right now is smiling from heaven uh, by, by watching us here doing this interview because you literally, man, you helping so many people around the world. You are, man, you are one of the richest Asian that I know, but you are so humble. You're always so loving. You're always helping people. You're always throwing amazing parties. And some of the photos that I bought here on the stage, you attract everybody else that loves to party and hang out on the stage. I mean, your work ethic is incredible. You know what I mean? You're extremely coachable and you are out there helping. A lot of people talk about it, John, but you walk the talk. And that's an honor to have you here on today's show because the show is all about helping everyday entrepreneurs Yeah, take it to a whole nother level. Because too many people are out there right now. They are stuck. They are struggling because they don't know. And sometimes, like I tell people, it's like making six, seven, eight figures. It takes the same amount of time, just a different strategy. That's and right. since you are incredibly experienced, let's start there, John. 
You know, what is one thing, my brother, that you could give as an advice for someone right now that is struggling as a business owner for them to do to overcome some of those, you know, let's say if they're going through money problems right now, if that was you restarting right now, what would you do? You know, what's one of the best advice that you could give right now to somebody struggling in their business, in their life? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great that's a great question, Carlos. And and I, I first of all, I want to just begin by, you know, commending you for putting on this show, really. And I and I hope that your show reaches out to not just the people here in the United States, but you you with your energy and your enthusiasm will really influence people all around the world. I mean, really around the world from people from all different ethnicities. Okay, you don't have to be Asian. You don't have to be, you know, a, a Latin American, right, or Hispanic background. But for anybody who has a pulse, for them to listen to your show because you have brought in like world class speakers, uh, world class athletes, and entrepreneurs, and it's not easy to organize your schedule with other people's schedule because everybody's busy. Everybody's got a million things on their plate. And for you to go and get them on here and then to share this content with people, I'm just grateful that you're doing something like this. You're, 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 you're a hero yourself, right? I really and, not, and, not, and, and not all heroes uh, are out there wearing a cape, but yeah. you, you, you have a different type of energy, Carlos. And, I, and listen, I, I'm sure that you have your ups and downs, but you know what's great about you is that most people – they have their ups and they can stay positive and excited at their high moments. But man, when you're at your lowest point, can you still stay positive? You know what I mean? I mean, who can't be positive when things are going great? Okay. That's not how you test the, the heart of a champion. You yeah. test the heart of a champion, right? A of an Olympian when you're at your lowest point, man. Like I said, right now, you know, it's interesting, Carlos, we're, we're all, you know, the world is watching TV and they're watching the Olympians right now. And these are men and women around the world that their whole life, they're dedicated to this moment. Like some, these are returning Olympians. These are, there's some new Olympians where this is their first Olympics that they're coming to. But imagine all the training that it took for them to be where they are today. And it's their moment. You know what I mean? And, and some of these people, they could be there, you know, I'm sure they had their highs and lows. And even while they're competing, they may have had their lows. I was actually watching a, a, a relay race and there was a lady and I think she was from Africa. I'm not really sure what country she was from, but she was almost the last one in this, like running around the track and her legs got tangled up with somebody else. And she fell. Like she was the last runner and she fell with the other last runner. And after she fell, everybody likes that. Oh, like you could, you know, like we were watching it and going, oh, you know, like, oh my God. And you know what? This is when this woman got back up on her feet and then guess what she did? She actually won the race, right? And so here's the thing is that, listen, yeah, listen, you know, I tell people the last year and a half, has been tough for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they've everybody's had their ups and downs, just like you have, just like I have. And yet, what are you doing when you're at the lowest point of your life? And how, you know, they say that the world-class people, 
right? Are comeback artists. Okay. You got to be a comeback artist. And that's what most, I, 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 listen, I know you've been beaten up and punched down to the ground, but you didn't stay down, right? A a world-class boxer gets punched. They don't just stay down. They get back up on their feet and they go after it again. And this is what America has to do. This is what the whole world has to do right now, Carlos, is to become the greatest comeback artist ever. And uh, you know what I mean? Because it's incredible. And and John, I mean, you mentored like thousands of people around the world. And one thing that I do with the show, right? I translate whenever I have amazing guests here, like our great friend, Sharon Lecter, you know, I even bought her photo here on the stage, us on that panel. Look at this panel, you know, yourself, Sharon Whitaker, just incredible human beings. And so we have all those amazing leaders that do come on the show, Frank Shamrock, you know, people from Pink Floyd and yourself and many of our friends. And what like, if you can think about the darkest time in your life, like, can you walk us through the darkest time, John? Like, what happened and how did you overcome going from the darkest moment to become, like, one of the richest Asians, uh, philanthropists alive that they are touring the world and impacting, like, tens of thousands of people, man? Like, I mean, you are, like, you know, incredibly connected. I mean, you've been knighted. We'll talk more about there throughout the show, but can you walk us through your darkest moment, some of the strategies, the mindset, the business statics that you apply? Because when I think about you, I think about one of my favorite books from uh, The Art of War. And here's what Sean Zhu says. I bet you love that book. Strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. And tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Mm, With all your amazing experience, and if we go back into your darkest moment, because people are going through dark times right now, could you walk us through that darkest time in your life and how did you overcome it to become who you are today? Yeah. Well, so first of all, uh, there's a lot lot of dark times, right? There's been a lot (laughs) of low moments in my life too. But for me that I can remember as a kid, I remember uh, I got a, my I came home with a letter and I showed it to my parents and my parents read it. And basically the principal, the vice principal, my teacher in the school medical team, like a nurse or whatever. And my parents wanted to get they wanted to have a parent teacher conference. And I remember sitting there and I remember these teachers and my principal and the vice principal telling my mom and my dad that I had a learning disability. Wow. Right. That, that, that I was not going to, I was going to have difficulties in life because uh, I would read something and they would ask me and, and then just to prove it, they would give me a book, like a paragraph. And they would say, read it, read the first paragraph right here or whatever. Then I read it and they said, what, what did that paragraph mean? And I said, well, I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. And they said, what, what, what was it talking about? I'm like, I, I don't know. And they said, so they basically said that I had a reading comprehension problem, right? Meaning like in the word comprehension, I didn't even understand what that meant. Like, I didn't even know what the word comprehension meant. And they said, he's got a reading comprehension. And uh, they said like, he's got a learning disability. So we got to put him in these special classes. And I said, special classes, you know? So my mom, can you imagine? And my father, 
like their only son had a a learning disability. I mean, isn't that kind of crazy? And so I sat there and I was like, okay. And I came home and I'm like, what, what does that mean? Am I, am I dumb? Am I, am I stupid? Was I born this way? Like, why do I have a reading comprehension? And nobody else has this problem, right? And so it's interesting. So my mother and my father basically got me a tutor, okay? And then they uh, started to said, can you, can you help our son? Well, after about five, six months of tutoring, the tutor sat down with my parents and said, you know, your son is actually incredibly bright, but you know, his issue is that he doesn't have a learning disability. Okay. There's nothing wrong with your son. The only thing is, is he doesn't understand English. Wow. And so it, it would be like me giving somebody uh, a paragraph out of a book uh, in French or in German and said, read it to some uh, uh, kid in my school. And then they would say, what did it say? I don't know. I don't know the vocabulary. So I, I it wasn't that I had a disability. It's just I didn't understand English. So the, so as I started to learn English, I realized like, hey, I will accept. You know what's crazy now? I had a principal and a vice principal and a teacher and a medical professional that told my mother and my father that I would never, ever amount to a whole lot. I'm going to struggle in life and that I will never be able to read or write property because I'm really behind other than the fact that they can hold me back three grades. The funny thing is now, Carlos, as I'm sitting here looking at a book that we wrote, which is now a best-selling book, and uh, isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. <laughs> International, I, right? International yeah. bestseller. Not only a book, right? You're also an executive producer, or you're on movies, and a speaker, and you attract. Look at all the amazing people that you bring together, man. Steve Aoki. I mean, you know, we know how to throw a party, and then you have a lot of our great friends, you know, Team Story, Bill Wash. Uh, Mario Lopez, Les Brown, uh, the founder of Ugg Boots, you know, our good friend, Greg uh, Fleischman, all these amazing people that you bring it to you. And it, it drives me nuts when society wants to label people and they want to label children and they want to divide us. And there's all this bullshit that's out there. And you and I were talking earlier on the phone and I love how you are because you're just real. You raw. You are. You say it like it is. People are commenting right now. They love in the toilet papers on the back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect that, John, because so many people and influencers, especially when people, they reach your levels and they way up there, wealthy wise and, and, you know, connected. And sometimes people, they are afraid. They are afraid to talk about their faith. They are afraid to talk about who they vote. They are afraid to talk about their point of view on, on, on something that they are discussing on constant negative news, CNN, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then, and you just like, you just, you keep it real. You don't sugarcoat it. And I just love that about you, brother. And it's a true honor to have you here today because, you know, it's just too much BS going on out there right now online. And you just keep it real and you don't sugarcoat it. You know, and John, can you talk us, can you tell us about the movie? I mean, how did this whole thing come about with the Think and Grow Rich uh, legacy movie? How did you come up with the idea? You decided one day I'm going to, you know, create a, do this movie. I'm calling the Napoleon Hill Foundation, our good friend, uh, uh, 
uh, Don Green, and then who has been on this show. Great episode, guys. Check it out, the episode with Don Green and myself. It was supposed to be 15 minutes, and that being 90 minutes. <laughs> then, <laughs> wow. John, yeah, no, John is just legendary, uh, uh, Don Green. And uh, so how did this whole movie come about, man? Well, so first of all, I, both my wife and I, we actually read the book back in 1995. So that's when we actually read the book. And so, you know, it's interesting if you, when you think about today, Carlos, the, the younger generation and even the older generation, they have access to so much more than what we had, you know, 30 years ago, right? So we did not have podcasts. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have shows like what you're putting on right now. All we had was a bookstore and a library. Yeah. Excuse me, because most wealthy people and successful people, Carlos, even 30 years ago, they did not want to tell you their secrets, yeah. right? They didn't want to say, oh, this is how I made all my money and why our family is successful, right? Yeah. Because if they told you how they run their business, then they're afraid that they're going to go and compete with you, yeah. right? And they didn't want to create any more competition. So nobody was motivated, you know, to share content. You know, and that's what's great about your show is the fact that you're bringing in experts that are willing to share the secrets. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we so other than that, we went to a book. We had we had nobody rich that we knew that would tell us the secret. So we went to a bookstore. We bought some books and one of the books happened to be Think and Grow Rich. And we <laughs> read that thing and it blew my mind. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, like, how come everybody's not reading this book? Right. And I was like. It's okay. We're going to read it and we're going to apply the principles. And that's what we did. And, you know, we've done pretty well for ourselves, uh, you know, in business and financially. And we built that financial fortress around our family and our children. And we feel, you know, like uh, comfortable. You know, we're not looking to become uh, billionaires, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Just that's yeah. not one of our goals. But we, we have enough money to be very comfortable and, and we're satisfied. And so we were sitting there as I was teaching a, a leadership boot camp, you know. So, you know, it's interesting, and I know you've gone through this too, is that I get a lot of people that will come up and say, John, I'll do anything to be successful like you. And I'll look at them, I go, come on, like you'll do anything? No, I'll do anything. And I'm like, are you sure about that? Like whatever it takes, I'll do it. I'm like, all right, you know. And here's the thing, Carlos, is that most people are not going to do what you and I have done to be where we are today. They're just not. They're going to hit a little what obstacle, and then they'll say, this is a sign from God that he doesn't want me to do this business, right? Like, yeah. are, are you kidding me? Like, that, that, what kind of, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. And so I felt like we... Uh, the younger generation, I say this respectfully, but they're not going to read books. I honestly don't think they're going to read it from A to Z. They might skim through it. They might go to the back of every chapter, right? But they'll, they'll go to a, they'll go to uh, Netflix. The, you know what I mean? They'll go to Hulu. They'll go it to YouTube. Three hours there, four hours, right? Yeah. So I'm like, man, we got to make a movie out of this. And so I had a book, a business boot camp where I trained all my associates and one of the associates, uh, that was a lady, um, one of my top leaders and her husband happened to be a movie producer. So he and I had engaged in some conversation about this. And then of course we, 
approached the Napoleon Hill Foundation and we got the rights in 2015. And then we went into full production in 2016 and 17 and the movie re was released in October of uh, uh, 2018. And so Scott Servine, who is the director of this movie, did a phenomenal job. He worked his butt off, you know, and uh, yeah, now it's going crazy viral. We got it in multiple languages. It's, it's viral. We've been so busy. We, we are right now, Carlos, booked almost every single uh, fr uh, fr Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we are booked right now every weekend until May of next year. Wow. For events, for speaking engagements, we, we're getting booked already in Germany. We're getting booked in Singapore, Australia, New Zealand. We're, we're, we're all over the world, right? Portugal, Spain. And so we're, we're all over the place. And it's just awesome. I mean, the movie is an absolute masterpiece. And I, I just think that everyone should watch the movie. You know, you don't have to be Asian to read this book. Okay. How rich Asians think. Right. And so for real. Yeah. You don't wow. have to be Asian. Hey, I wasn't white to uh, Caucasian. Right. To read the original book. Right. I mean, this is not really so much an ethnic thing, you know, but it is interesting to see like what do or how do rich Asians think, though? You know what I mean? Is yeah. it, do they think a little bit differently. And when you read it, you'll be blown away how rich Asians think. So yes. no, man, it's an incredible book. I highly recommend everybody reading the book, How Rich Asians Think, and watching this incredible movie. You heard what John just said. They are booked for four days out of the week, Friday through Monday into May next year around the world for speaking engagements, for getting themselves out there. And you guys know the deal. I'm constantly preach on stages. One of our shows is sponsored, getonmarestages.com, you know? And uh, another shout out to BlockFi, another show sponsor, earn up to 8.5% APY with your BlockFi. Go to bit.ly forward slash Carlos BlockFi. See, before I forget, I always do that. Sometimes I forget to give a sponsor shout out, you know? But it's so true, John. It's so true, my friend, that people love watching movies and now this whole audio revolution, right? Everybody's on Clubhouse and Spotify. And, you know, I've been talking to some of the developers or some of these companies so that we can create new experiences. Like we go into a live show here and then from here, we go into another room to do a Q&A with, with the audience. So if they want to ask more questions, is that more that personal touch that you and I have when we travel the world? I mean, I remember we had so much fun doing the events, the Think and Go Rich Legacy Tour. What a crazy fun we had. All these amazing speakers all together traveling the world and just having a blast. Talking about like way too much fun. Had my daughter, you know, growing up, my wife. And it's so cool. Your kids, your daughter, your son. And it's so cool because they they grown around us in this environment that we created, you know. And, and you are a big, I mean, family man. I mean, it's like, that's why, like, you know, I know so many wealthy people, but you're just super humble, super family man. And can you talk about, John, this whole thing about being knighted, brother. Like, what the heck? Like, who here knows somebody that I never met anyone other than you 
that's been knighted. I mean, yeah, I know some royal people in Dubai, the royal family and stuff, but I never met somebody that been knighted. Like, how did this came about? Like, like literally, like knighted, like, you know, like I was like, wow, here's a photo of yourself being knighted. I mean, your incredible wife, you guys been married for very long, have an incredible family. How did that came about, my friend? You know, that's such a great question. Um, you know, I've always been, ever since I was a little kid, I've really enjoyed anything that had to do with chivalry, knighthood, protectors of the people. You, you know what I mean? I've always been that guy. I think ever since I was a little kid, I was that guy that always wanted to somehow help everybody, you know? And every time I watch a movie, I'm like, wow, look at the knights were coming to the rescue, right? They were the knight and shining armor, you know, they would come to the rescue. But, you know, I'm like thinking, look, I grew up in East L.A. Are you with me on that? In Los Angeles, California. You know, I was I grew up in a, you know, middle class class home. I wasn't like poor, but I wasn't rich. I mean, but a guy like me will never become a knight. I mean, I don't have any royal blood in our family, you know. So, you know, you dream about it and you fantasize things like that. But it's interesting because I've always said, you know, I said, man, if I was a knight, the things that I would be able to do, you know what I mean? But of course, like, you know, you're not running around with a, a, a horse and all that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, now we've got lightsabers, right? But, um, you know, one of the things that Arlene, my wife Arlene and I love doing is our humanitarian work, okay? Uh, and that's doing work all over the world. Like the things that you do right now, you know, uh, in Brazil and other countries and all the philanthropy and the humanitarian work that you do, Carlos. And I wanted to do, you know, we're, we're in the same thing, you know, don't get me wrong. I like nice things. Does that make yeah. sense? You can only have so many homes. You can only have so many cars. You can only have so many, what, uh, watches. And then it's like, then like what? Like, you know, toilet like, paper. Yeah, you have all the toilet paper in the world. Then what? Like, you know what I mean? And one of my mentors once said to me, and, and, and this is so important, is that things don't matter, but people do. Things don't matter, right? And but people do. You know, you can always replace things. You know, you lose them in a fire or a natural disaster. So what? Like that's all replaceable. But people aren't, you know, and we have to help people somehow. And so we just wanted to donate and be a part of, you know, humanitarian work. Of course, we haven't done much in the last 12 months, 18 months, because you get quarantined everywhere and you can't go to other countries and lockdowns and this and that. But, you know, uh, prior to COVID, that's what we were doing. And I get this really interesting call and uh, they said, hey, John, you know, and I, and, I, and I was actually driving in my car and there were like three, four people on the phone. And they basically said that the royal order of Constantine the Great and St. Helen would like to knight you. And I'm like, what? I go, am I, I going to get a sword? Like I said it jokingly. And they said, well, yeah, you are. And I'm like, no way. And it was literally like it, it happened so fast. Next thing I know, I'm filling out all this paperwork, you know, because you, you got to register all that in the European courts, right? And it gets documented. And then we had a big ceremony and uh, yeah, we were, we were knighted. And it's the, the Royal Order of Constantine 
the Great and St. Helen, which is part of the Royal House of Cappadocia, is the longest uh, existing royal order that still exists today. Wow. You know? Yeah. And the prince is very active, Prince Raphael, and the things that he does around the world. But, you know, the thing with, you know, Carlos, the thing with um, having a title, you know, because now it's like it's Sir John Shin, right? And Lady Arlene. With, with titles also comes with it uh, big responsibilities, yeah. you know? And I feel like there's too many people in our world today that have titleitis. I call it titleitis. And because they have titleitis, they don't want to get their hands dirty anymore. And a servant leader, okay, a genuine servant leader is still open and willing to get their hands dirty, okay? And that's what you do. That's the, that's why you are where you are today, Carlos, because you, you're one of those guys that get your hands dirty, you know? You still go and do the dirty, dirty. You know, it's being about being willing to do, you know, like I, we, we have a lot of people out there, man, as, you know, we say a lot about from the stage, right? People, they have this million-dollar dream, but and then a $100 mindset. And how do you expect to get, you know, to higher places if you are not willing to go to places that you haven't been? And, I mean, you do speak about this quite a bit, but one of your, in your own words, you have this quote, show me your mentor and I will show your future, Right. And right. I mean, you surround yourself with the best and the brightest independent. You're like, you don't just preach mentorship. You don't just preach seeking a mentor. Put yourself into masterminds. Go to events. You actually walk the talk. You do it. You do movies. You do events. You do masterminds. You do all those things. I mean, you are incredible, coachable. And you have this ask yourself, am I coachable? Like, ask yourself right now, ladies and gentlemen. Like, don't let your ego stop you from learning. And I love how you are taking all your knowledge and extracting the knowledge of all these other billionaires and incredible people around the world, you know, through the movie and through the private secret events that we do that really, really share with others. Whether, okay, you don't like reading, great. Here's a movie to watch. Here's an audio book. Here's an audio. Come to Clubhouse. Come to Spotify. Listen to us on this podcast. Take this knowledge and go apply it. And, and that's why when I told you earlier, brother, you read, you breathe, you walk the talk of Think and Go Rich, like chew the teeth. Like we can go through all the chapters. Yeah, that's John, that's John, that's John. And again, because we're willing to do those things that no one else is willing to do. And it's like getting in the game. I love that story, man. You have to share with the audience. You're probably going to go over time because of this. Uh, but I love that story. We'll go for a few more minutes about when you told me about you and your mom, and I can relate it so much, me and my mom, when we would go to the restaurants, and you guys would, you know, would, uh, what is your, what, what, tell me about that story, how you guys would, like you said, I was so poor, Carlos, that we would take the ketchup, and then it was a soy sauce, and, and then you would take it with you in your pocket. I used to do the same thing, you know? Remember that story, you and your mother, that you were talking about on the stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we would on Friday nights, you know, you'd have friends come over and sleep over and spend a night with your buddies and stuff. And so the next morning, Saturday or Sunday, we'd wake up in the morning and mom was cooking breakfast, right? You know, rice with eggs and sausage. And and so uh, my my friends would go, oh, Mrs. Shin, do you have any ketchup? I'm like, ketchup? Like, we don't have no French fries. Like, who needs ketchup? 
I had no idea that a lot of people like putting ketchup on their eggs. And I said, oh, that must be like an American thing. You know, I mean, I don't know too many Asian people putting ketchup on their eggs. So uh, my friend's like, hey, do you have any ketchup? And I'm like, no, we're all out. We don't have any. So what does my mom do? She says, oh, yeah, we have some ketchup. And she goes into the the the, the part where that compartment opens up on the top and she pulls out a sandwich bag. And in that sandwich bag had, you know, she comes over and it was so embarrassing because our ketchup was from McDonald's, Burger King, Jack in the Box, all the fast food restaurants, even the napkins on our table. Then my mom would like take napkins like this thick from the restaurants, you know. And so I was like, yeah, it was like those embarrassing moments, you know. I love that stuff because I've done the same. You know, I tell people all the time, when I first came to America, you know, um, my initial months over here, we would go to the mayor's office and my mother and I would be like, there would people be lined up to grab cans and bread and vegetables. They would give, they would give it away food to people, right? That wasn't working, that were immigrants or they were out of job. So we were here at the beginning. We didn't. We only had eight hundred dollars in our pocket, and it's either dad or go big or go home. So my mother, okay, we're gonna be strategic about it. You go first. We're gonna act like we don't know each other, and then you get your section. I'll get my part. I got a big belly to feed, <laughs> you know. And we'll go to the mayor's office and we'll pick up food. And then on Sundays we'll drive by like Walmart, you know, we go towards the back and then we see the employees that, Hey, is anything here? People would drop garbage, you know, and, and was clothing and furniture. And it would like, Hey, can we get some, you know, and then we'll pick it up. They'll give it to us. We'll load it in the car, like use clothing and use furniture and you do what you gotta do. Right. It's like that mentality of just get in the game. We all struggle. We all come from poverty. Like you're talking about two self-made badasses over here right now. They are pouring into others constantly. Like every time, bro, you are speaking on myself. It, we give so much value that most people charge 50 grand, 100 grand. And then we do secret things that people can come in and, and hang out with us. And, you know, and, and speaking of doing amazing things, I mean, what is going on in your life like? What is exciting? What are, what are you up to in addition to the movies? What else are you working on, my friend? Oh, man. we Well, right now we just relocated. out of, uh, We moved all our business operations and we just moved everything to Las Vegas. So we're, you know, all our corporate office now is everything in Vegas. My office is there. Our warehouse is there. Everything is now in Vegas. And uh, we are now preparing to do some big masterminds. We're going to start uh, putting things together to go back on tour as, uh, you know, a lot of places are opening back up again. And so we've got all that going on and we're going to be doing uh, a lot of traveling as well. So, you know, just uh, all around the world talking about thinking, grow rich and sharing the movie. And that's uh, our main game right now. You know, that's that's what we're focusing on. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And I highly recommend you guys checking out because the Think and Go Grow Rich Legacy. And we were having so many incredible events. And anybody here that want to know more about going through Think and Go, um, Go Rich Legacy events. And if you guys want to come and hang out with John and myself, John, you know, he has a few smaller homes, you know, around the world, like 11,000 square foot in a lot, a whole bunch of acreages. So if you guys want to come and hang out with my brother over here, Sir John Shin and myself, we're going to be doing some incredible things as well by bringing people together, some secret events where you guys can spend a whole day with us. We are planning one for October, first week of October. So if you guys want to come and hang out and even if you listen to this later on the replay we are always doing incredible things 
I mean, the whole tour with the Drink and Go Rich Legacy, amazing events, incredible speakers, surprise celebrity guests. And we are constantly, you know, we have a lot of great things cooking. So if you guys want to come and hang out, spend a day with Jordan and myself, definitely reach out. Definitely send send us a DM. Send us a message, you know, on the bottom of, of this podcast. And uh, we're going to have a lot of cool things that are going to be cooking it, you know, to help people out there take it to a whole nother level. How, imagine learning from a knight, learning from somebody that done incredible things, help mentor tens of thousands of people. And, uh, you know, just incredible things that are happening, my friend. But, John, so honored to have you here, my brother. And I'll have you a final question for you that I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. It's... 50 years from now, yeah, and you are 100 years old, and it's your eulogy. And they're going to say, John Shin was an incredible human being, helped hundreds of millions of lives, saves tens of millions of children, helped tens of millions of entrepreneurs around the world. And in John Shin's own word, John Shin was dot, dot, dot. What are they going to read in that legacy book of yours, my friend, on the day that you are departing from this life to the next? Well, so what we would love to do is put together a a university, you know, a, a program for kids and people who want, who can't afford to go to college or adults that can't go and understand entrepreneurship and for the younger generation to come to an after school program right? Mm-hmm. All across the country, whether they do it in live or in person. And we teach them about leadership. We teach them about management. We teach them about mindset, right? And so, because everything I believe is the acronym TFA, which basically stands for this, that whatever we think about and whatever our thoughts are, The thoughts will influence the way we feel and our feelings will affect the way we act. And then our actions will determine our results. And then the results are all predicated on your thoughts. Mm. Right? I mean, it's, it's a formula. It's a cycle because if your thoughts are, I hate people, you know, I, I'm negative. Are you with me on that? I'm evil. I'm malicious, right? I. Well, how do you think that affects your feelings? Yeah. You're angry. You're pissed off. You're upset all the time. Uh, no patience. And so if your feelings aren't good, then what, what, tr- what triggers your feelings? Your actions are triggered by your feelings. Yeah. So next thing you know, now you're nastier to people. You're mean. You're cruel. You don't let people come in front of your car, right? If they were trying to make a lane change, you, in fact, you just speed up. Like, I mean, why would you do that? Like the person is trying to move over and like you, you sped up. And then, how, and then how did that make you feel? And then you're like, can you believe that person trying to cut me off? Like, well, they didn't cut you off. They're trying to move over to the next lane. You know, you know what I mean? Like, did you feel good about yourself at that moment? Right? And, and you know, what's interesting is if you cut them off, how did that make you feel? And the results are, it made you feel like crap. And that's all based on the way you think versus if your thoughts are like, Hey, I'm going to do some positive things today. And I'm just going to let this guy get in front of me. Right. You know, I, I, I'm feeling good. I want someone to get in front of me. I want to let somebody go through and I'm like, go move. No, you go first. 
You move over and all of a sudden they wave. Does that make sense? You all of a sudden feel like, wow, like I, you know, I did a nice thing for somebody today. And yeah. you feel better about yourself. So it's very important. And then of course the results are that I felt so good about it. I want to do it again. I want to let more people get in front of me. Does that make sense? I'm okay with that. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's amazing what, how we program ourselves. And that's why earlier you said people bought their, people have bought their BS. I heard you say that earlier. You said it was bullshit, but you know what I said BS is? It's their belief system. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Does that make sense? Right. People have bought into their BS, which is their what? belief system which is uh I, I was born on the right side of the track or the wrong side and I, my parents were poor so these are the cards that were dealt to me so i'm going to be poor too probably i can't imagine i'm going to be lucky and inherit millions of dollars in fact i don't even know anybody who's got millions of dollars why would they ever give money to someone like me uh th th these are the cards that were dealt to me you know uh, i'm stupid why because someone told you that like what you know <laughs> you know, most billionaires never went to college. So what, what so the college people say, if you go to college, you'll be successful. Well, if that's true, then why are so many people that went to college broke today? Right. It, it, people said you have to be smart. Well, then how come so many smart people are broke today? Right. So, so none of that stuff is an ingredient or prerequisite to be successful. And what it takes is what is going on up here. And we got to change the way people think today. And the last thing I'm going to share with you here is I challenge everybody today is to think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Think about that for a second. Okay. <laughs> because if you're not thinking about anything about making money, making this world a better place, right? Living that dream. In fact, Dr. Martin Luther King said that most people die at the age of 25, we just don't bury them until they're 85, right? Because most people have given up on their dreams, okay? Yeah. But I think what's important is what you said earlier is to get around the right people. And I would love to have, you know, 10, 20 people to reach out to you and see if they'd love to come down to my house here, maybe in Calabasas. And let's sit down and let's figure out what is your plan? Excuse me, like how are you going to attack the rest of the year? And people say, yeah, but it's already August. You know, I'll, I'll just start next year. I'm like, what are you kidding? You Do you think professional athletes in football will say, you know, we're already down at the halftime, so let's not play the third and fourth quarter. No, how many championship teams? How about Tom Brady? Whether Whatever you think about Tom Brady, how many times has that guy gone into the halftime where he was down and then they went into the locker room and came out and said, you know what? Are we playing at the level that we should be playing? And they made a decision in the locker room to come out and kill it in the third and fourth quarter. And how many people win championships that way? I want, I believe, Carlos, most people here right now listening to us, they're third and fourth quarter players. Yeah. And right now we're going into the third quarter. Yeah. Right now it's time to bring your A game. But if you don't have a plan and how you're going to attack your game, then guess what? Uh, like what that quote you said, right? If you got no strategies, 
then then guess what? You're no right tactics. here. Shenzhou strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. That's right. Without strategy is the noise before defeat. Ladies and gentlemen, like this book, The Art of War, Shenzhou teach so much. Imagine the people that are winning right now in this game. They understand earth, water, fire. You control those things, you control the game. It doesn't matter if the other team has a bigger army, you can be the smallest one. Spartans, you know? <laughs> what is you your profession? Come on, you know? Oh, oh, oh. It's about doing what others don't, doing what others can't, doing what others won't think of doing. Defy the odds, setting a new standard, you know, like embracing. Just going for it, bringing all you got. Like John said earlier, he's challenged your thinking. I talk about this. It's time to start doubting your own doubts. When is the last time that you doubt your own doubts? When is the last time that you challenge your own thinking? If something's not working, don't listen to the gurus. Don't do what they're telling you to do. Do what they are doing, ladies and gentlemen. Learn how to communicate. Learn how to speak. Put yourself around others. They are doing, they are in high levels that you want it to be. You feel me? It's about raising that bar. And when Joe said he invites you to come to his house, 11,000 square foot house in Calabasas, right next door to the Kardashians, you know, you come to John's house, you know, because him and I are going to just mind blowing you guys for a whole day. You're going to mastermind with two genius that been in this game, self-made millionaires that have trained and mentored tens of thousands of people around the world, been on the stages with the biggest and the brightest and billionaires and you name it, you know, all these amazing people, this little girl I've been on the stage with, you know, all the, the legends, all the amazing people that we attract in our life, people they are doing. Eight yeah. figures, nine figures, people that want to become billionaires. Like, don't say you don't have to want to become a billionaire, but maybe you want to become, be worth 50 million, 100 million. How do you do it? You have to put yourself around others that done it or they are doing it, going to a higher level. Others that can shrink decades into years, years into months, months into weeks. And it's again, it's about the, what is the strategy? It comes down to the strategy that you are applying, who you're surrounding yourself with. And I love what you say, but you just, you got me fired up over here in the studio. It's some fire, baby. It's Spartans. Hey, John, I love you, brother. We literally, we went for like, we are like almost 49 minutes, man. I just want to thank you so much, my friend. Right and on, uh, on. Uh, such an honor to have you here, my brother. And I'm looking forward to us spotting in Calabasas first week of October, ladies and gentlemen, October 9, John Sheen and Carlos Cicada live for a full day in an 11,000 mansion in Calabasas. We're going to have a great time. And uh, my friends, just amazing. And, and uh, I know that, John, you, uh, you spend most of your time on social media, on Instagram. Is that the best place? Uh, John, I have um, one of the photos here, you and, and Naoki. John Shin official. Is that the best place, John, for yeah, them to keep up it, to you yeah, and uh, keep up to date? Yeah, awesome. So, Instagram, and then if they want to send me a message, they can DM me there. Very good. So, ladies and gentlemen, at John Shin official on IG, and, and John, he responds it. He literally, he's like, like I tell people, we, we don't like robots. You message John at John Shin official, or you message myself at Carlos Inspire, DM us, mastermind with legends, the legacy day. 
and let's spend a whole day together in October 9 in Calabasas, in Los Angeles, and just send us a DM. And then, John, any last words, my friend? Well, I uh, one thing I'm just going to tell everybody is, you know what? Y'all need to have a sense of urgency. You know, they say that time is not running out, but your life is. Yes. Okay. And I want you all to know that you are a masterpiece. I don't care what someone said to you in the past, uh, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, an old friend. But to me, you're a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. So thanks for having me here, guys. Appreciate you, Carlos. And uh, I hope I get to meet some of you guys. Like, well, you know, if we get 10, 20 of you guys here, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a great networking. And I'll throw some some ideas at you guys. But I think that if you guys come down, it will it'll definitely be worth your time. Definitely yeah, amen, my friend. As I always love to say, life is all about the mission, ladies and gentlemen. Never the commission. And John and I, we could easily charge 10 grand, 20 grand. We get paid thirty to $50,000 an hour for our time to speak and on stages around the world, on corporations. And we can show you the receipts. You know, so we literally, we walk the talk. We pray and we leave. We are students of this game. That's because right. for us, it's beyond ourselves. It's beyond, John and I, we live in a true legacy here. Through all the stages that we spoke, all the videos and the books and the blogs. And it's about doing more for others than anybody else. Because life is about contribution. That's Never right. the acquisition. And the days that break you are truly the days that make you. Oh, 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 let's get it, baby. God bless you all. all I'll right. see you guys next week. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Carlos Inspire Show. It's about to go down because John Shin is in the house. Bam.